You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. All right, what's up, friends? We're gonna we're gonna break down some we're gonna talk a little crypto here on this episode, but we're gonna talk about what aspects of crypto are important for us to understand uh, when it comes to you know especially when it comes to uh, the idea of you know NFTs, right? So we're gonna talk crypto and what you need to know as far as NFTs, and we're also gonna touch a little bit on the Crater Coin and like. The side chain element here that um, that we of course are playing with with the ADHD coin. Uh, it's also an important conversation because uh, anyone that wants to get in on the two NFTs that we have uh, to support uh, to be part of the Mint three sixty five experience, I'm actually doing both. Right, so this is a little bit of a demonstration. So if you want to get like the best uh, you know trial and understanding of kind of crypto to NFTs. I mean, I'm just going to say you could buy one super fans uh, season pass NFT on the rally uh, side chain, which means you'd use our ADHD coin to purchase that. And then you could buy one of the founders passes uh, using ETH uh, through uh, OpenSea and you could use uh, your ETH on that side. And so I'm just throwing that out there, um, not saying that that's what everyone has to do. But I think, you know, for me, the crypto conversation, it gets confusing and mucky and I think part of it is because most of it is either financial people talking financial stuff to those of us that are not financial stuff. And just to be clear, this is not financial advice. This is also the fact that I am not, uh, fin- I'm not a finance person. But what I, what I do focus on is you know, simplifying the complex or really kind of trying to break down the things that I, un- how I understand things. So this, I, I might not be 100% on this episode. You might, the way I explain it, you might be like, well, you could have explained it differently. I probably could have. But here is how I've simplified it for myself. And it's how it's allowed me to be, uh, you know, my portfolio across multiple different coins. I have 12 different wallets that, that we are now managing uh, across my chain because I wanted to test the different wallets that are out there. I've used four different exchanges uh, in multiple different ways, moving things from, from the main net to the side net. I've, uh, I've actually bridged things out. I've bridged things back in across the, the network. So I believe I've tested out just about every aspect of this in regards to nfts now i haven't tested out every aspect of crypto and i don't plan on doing so i am not i have people that i know i have have people that i know that are that are smarter than me in that sense of like the next level you know uh you know creating a dow or liquidity pools and some of the things that go there but let's like simplify this real quick and so the the piece that i think is is most important is that when we talk about you know I think this is really where it gets confusing is, you know, Bitcoin is a, a cryptocurrency. Now, most of the time people will say, well, Ethereum is a cryptocurrency. Well, really, Ethereum is a blockchain. Ether is the cryptocurrency. But I don't like when people like try to focus too much on the uh, 
like the the little nuances or like making sure these labels are exactly correct. Like I think words matter, but I think too often people make sure and like want to correct us on like these little things. And part of it is because there is like this like entitlement of like, I want to hold on to what I know and I don't want you to feel smart enough to know because I don't want you to play. And that's, and I'm here to kind of break that whole thing. So when we think about this idea, so when, if you are right now, if, let's say you just wanted to get into the crypto side of the house, this is how, and remember the tools I'm going to talk about, this whole thing that I'm the way that this is how I do it. You can do it other ways, probably some other ways that maybe even be better than my way. But what I will say is my way has worked. <laughs> I've done it for you know, over a year and I've done it in every direction possible. I've made probably every mistake possible, right? So you can go listen to the experts that are going to tell you how perfect they are and how much they investments they've made and how much they flipped. Or you can listen to me who's going to tell you the truth and tell you how I made it work and how I simplified it in my head. And the way that I think about it is, so Coinbase, of course, is the exchange that I use primarily, right? And for those that, you know, want to understand like these tools. I have a whole episode earlier uh, that breaks down uh, Coinbase uh, and MetaMask and OpenSea. And I, and I talk about why, you know, how to set up all of those accounts so you guys can go back and listen to that. But Coinbase is what I use, right? And what is neat about Coinbase for me is first off, I can I connected my bank account and like the first deposit took a little bit of time. They put like a hold on it. But after that, I can move things to and from my bank account very easily. The other thing I really like about it is, yes, they have some fees that are when you're moving things from a what, what is considered like a stable coin to crypto, uh, that there's there's usually a fee there. But what I love is, for the most part, there's no fees moving between Bitcoin to Ethereum or Ethereum to Dogecoin or Dogecoin into Solano or Solano into Cardano. And understanding all of the nuances of all of those different type of cryptos, again, not what you're going to get on this podcast or on this episode. You probably will get on this podcast. I'm going to bring in some friends that are um, focused on different chains and different different cryptos and different blockchains. And we'll kind of do that a little bit uh, longer down the road in January, which I'm excited to have a couple guests uh, there. Now, the reason I like Coinbase is because there's kind of twofold here, right? I actually use Coinbase to, f- to feed, to uh, move money into my wallets, which is where I, which is when I go purchase my NFTs. I also can use Coinbase to send and purchase my Rally coin, which is where we buy ADHD coin. The other thing about Coinbase that I like is if I have Rally, right? So I take my ADHD and I, and I convert it to Rally, and then I, I take it from Rally and I bridge it out. That's what we call it because it's a side chain. I bridge it out onto Coinbase. It happens almost instantly. I can tell you, I can take from my the side chain, which Rally is a side chain of uh, Ethereum, right? So um, of ETH. So I can take from, let's say we get our rewards on Sunday, right? We get our rewards in Rally rewards. I as soon as I see those rewards in my wall in my portfolio on the side chain on Rally, I can move it from there to in my bank account with about, uh, you know, I would say total fee there is about it's about like in a depending on how much you're moving, like I'd say on average, I'm like, it's like $13 to, to bridge out on the rally side. And it's about $21, depending on what I'm, how much I'm depositing to my bank. And if I want it instant, but I, I like instant, that's just my thing. So like, I like $35 or so um, in fees. If I'm moving a fairly large amount of rally, I can move it from rally side chain into my bank account to be able to use it in about a minute and a half. 
even better is I don't even have to move it to my bank account because I have a Coinbase uh, credit card or debit card. So Coinbase, you can apply for a debit card. And so I can actually move my coins. I can move Rally in the Coinbase and then I just use this card. And I was trying to pull it out for the video, but uh, of course my hands are a little, I just got out of the shower, so my hands are a little slick. But um, so I can actually use this credit card, which is even which is even nicer, right? So like that's what I use for Coinbase. So now let's think about this. So I, I kind of threw some things out there. And you're like, wait a second, Brian, side change and bridging out. And what is all the, Brian, slow down, please. I got you. I got you. I got you. So the first thing we're going to think about is this idea of you know, purchasing NFTs, right? And you guys know for our Mint 365 project, we've been buying an NFT every single day. And we've been using right now, we've been using primarily um, three different uh, wallets. So we have the main Ether, ETH wallet that we use, which is the MetaMask wallet. And that's for buying uh, our NFTs. Uh, for most of the NFTs that we've bought, I'd say... You know, I can't remember the exact number. I think 21 of the 28 or 21 of the 20, no, 20 of the 27 are, were purchased with ETH. And so what, what, I, what I, I do, because I've been funding this for myself, is I take, I take ETH that is in Coinbase. And let's say it's like today, there's a, there's a mint for 0.06 ETH. I take that. I, I, I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, we're going to factor in for gas. So I'll take 0.09 ETH. And I'll go to send, and I will send it from Coinbase into my MetaMask wallet. Usually takes a minute or two, and it'll pop up here on my MetaMask wallet. Now, my MetaMask wallet is where I'm actually making the transaction for the NFT, okay? So I have the ETH in there now, and when I go to the website, it'll pop up and it'll say, do you want to mint? And it'll say the mint price is 0 0.06. And I will hit connect my wallet, and either on my browser or if you're using your, your mobile device, it'll pop up and it'll say, do you want to connect your wallet? You have to hit sign. And then it'll pop up and say, this is the price. And then this is the current gas fee that is associated with that price. Do you want to you know, make your purchase? Do you want to confirm? Now, the gas fees that can be is the thing that most people really, you know, it's the, one of the most frustrating things in this space. Um, I've mentioned that, you know, this month, we spent over $4,000 in gas fees just for this project. Gas fees is a, is a transaction fee, and it's actually, the price of it is actually uh, determined based on how much traffic is happening in that moment on the ETH uh, on the Ethereum uh, blockchain as a whole, right? So sometimes the time of day matters. Sometimes if there's a launch mattering, um, and sometimes you'll get like a crazy amount. Like all of a sudden it'll say ten thousand dollars for a hundred dollar, and that's sometimes a glitch. And, so, and you can just you hit reject, and then you go back and reconnect it back again. And you know the, you can actually you know, kind of play around with the gas fees, but I think that's kind of like taking things a little bit further than what I want to go in this episode. But so when I, let's say I do that, right? I've hit 0.06 and let's say it comes up and it says, you know, it's going to cost me $104 for uh, my gas fee. So it's going to end up being like 0.078 Ethereum, right? Um, or Ether. I'm going to hit confirm. It's going to say, okay, processing. It's going to say connecting. It'll take a couple of minutes and then it'll say approved. And now that NFT is yours. And now the question is, you know, I tried to answer a little bit of this last episode, right, on the selling. Well, what does that mean? Like, where's my NFT? How do I get it? Well, now it is actually connected to the wallet that is your MetaMask wallet. So that MetaMask wallet, wherever you connect that to, that NFT will be associated with it unless you, of course, transfer it. So if you went over to OpenSea, which right now is the marketplace of choice for people on ETH, 
you can go to OpenSea and then you just hit connect your wallet and whatever NFTs are in your wallet will be displayed in your OpenSea portfolio or profile. So now we've kind of walked through that, like the ETH, ETH in there, right? So I, that's how we kind of go that direction. Now let's say you sell your NFT, right? We sell it on OpenSea. We, let's say that that same NFT, right? We ended up buying it for 0.06, the mint, but it, with gas fees, it was 0.079. Well, all of a sudden we get an offer for our NFT for one for you know 0.15, right? So we're gonna almost double our money um, that we just got. And we're like, you know what? I'm gonna click yes. Well, the first thing to remember is that a percentage, usually between five and ten percent of the sale, will go directly back to the original um, the creator of the NFT. And then there will also be a, a percentage that will go to OpenSea for the transaction. So you have to kind of factor that those percentages in. But when that happens, like you can set it up on OpenSea to automatically buy now or you can have approved. But the question now goes, well, where does that ETH go that I just sold my NFT on OpenSea? Does it go into my Coinbase? Does it go in my wallet? Like where do I get it? It's going to go into the wallet that you have connected with your NFT. So if you sold the NFT, when you open up your MetaMask wallet, the ETH minus those percentages will be now sitting in your MetaMask wallet. And now the question becomes, Brian, well, now I want to take it to my bank account. I want to like, I want to prove that this all works. This isn't funny money. We're not playing around here. So now what we do is we have the ETH in our MetaMask and we open up our MetaMask and we're going to send that ETH back to our Coinbase exchange. So we have to get our wallet, uh, our wallet address um, that is accepting ETH on Coinbase. And we're going to, uh, on MetaMask, we're going to send it back over to Coinbase. There's going to be a, a minor fee there, of course, when we're changing. Anytime you're making any transaction on ETH, you're going to have those fees in those transactions. We're going to get that back to Coinbase. It's going to show up in Coinbase. And now we have the option to say, uh, sell our ETH for cash which then, of course, we're going to see the trans uh, the how much it's worth and what the, the transfer fee is down there. And then once it says it's sell to cash, we can actually say uh, withdraw funds to bank account. I just showed you now how we went from from fiat from cash bank account turn we we turned it turned it into ETH on on Coinbase. We sent it to our MetaMask. We purchased an NFT. We connected it to OpenSea. We sold it on OpenSea. We took our ETH from MetaMask. We sent it back to Coinbase, and now Coinbase went back to our wallet. Hopefully that wasn't that confusing. It actually isn't. I promise you, like once you see like kind of like the workflow, it's not actually that hard of a workflow to kind of work through. Now, question now starts to become, okay, well, Brian, you said you do NFTs on other chains as well. So like Solana is a chain that we've purchased a bunch of NFTs on. I'm a big fan of uh, of their what they're working on and some of the, the art that is over there. Now for their uh, chain, you have to use a different wallet because MetaMask does not work on Solana or on uh, or a couple of the other networks that I'll, I'll kind of go into. So I have a separate wallet, which is uh, it's the Phantom wallet is the wallet that I use um, on for Solana. And here's the thing that's beautiful about this: it says the same process, right? So in Coinbase, let's say I I, I have ETH, I transfer I I convert my ETH into Solana. And then I take my Solana and I go send to my, my phantom wallet, right? So I, let's say like yesterday we purchased um, a, a piece yesterday for two. It was two Solana, so two Sol, uh, S-O-L is the, is the handle, um, two. So I, I transfer, and the nice part is there's not very many gas fees over there, right? So I transferred like 2.01 from Coinbase 
into my phantom wallet. It showed up in my phantom wallet. I went to the, the website that was minting that NFT. I hit connect. It connected to my phantom wallet, which has my, that has the correct cryptocurrency there. And I hit, you know, confirm on the, on the price. It ended up being like, I mean, I think it cost me less than a dollar of transaction fee, right? So that's a big difference between ETH and Solana. And I hit confirm and now I purchased my NFT. Now the question for you might be like, well, Brian, how do you, well, you, how do you see that NFT, right? Like, oh, to see that NFT, you just, all you have to do is you have to go open up your OpenSea. Well, here's the thing. OpenSea does not connect to wallets that are a Solana wallet. So there are other marketplaces that you would do that, but, or you can actually just see it in your actual physical wallet, in your phantom wallet, or, and you can connect to Solano uh, marketplaces, uh, to Solana. I always say like Solano or Solana, I kind of interchange them, but you can connect those to other marketplaces. Now I mentioned before that the the we have like the the main net and like the side chain but for some of these projects the that they've actually enabled you to buy with cash right which we call which is referred to as fiat right and so like for the Playboy um, Rabatar one, which I, you, you guys know I talk a lot about, also for the Matrix one, which we mentioned, you could actually use your credit card to purchase the NFT. But here's the thing. You still needed a place to send the NFT itself. Now, this is where I think pe where people have got confused because they're like, oh, well, I already have a Coinbase, Brian. Then I should be good to go. Coinbase is your exchange, not your wallet. So although you're purchasing uh, for Matrix, you could put in your credit card, but the, when you purchase with your credit card, they need to send that NFT to a wallet that is on the right blockchain. So you would still need a MetaMask or a Rainbow or, or, um, or a Trust Wallet um, on if you were purchasing like the Matrix NFT, right? So the, the wallet itself is what is going to store, it can store both crypto and NFTs, um, but the, the thing about it is you are never sending an NFT to an exchange. You are always, and NFTs move between wallets. Crypto can move between wallets and exchanges and liquidity pools. We can, move, we can move crypto from the main net to the side net. But we are not moving NFTs across those ways. Let me say that again. When we are transferring NFTs or we are selling NFTs or we are doing anything with NFTs, it is wallet-to-wallet -wallet transactions, right? This is where this is an important factor. Now, you might be thinking, well, Brian, you talked about the side chain. So rally.io, which... Is the is the you know is the side chain that we are using for our ADHD coin here um, on you know it's the coin that we launched in March of last year, um, it's the coin that we're using to even purchase some of our NFTs. So, Rally is a side chain of uh, of Ethereum, right? And so what is beautiful about that is we can move crypto both directions, right? So I can move things from Coinbase over to Rally. I can move it from my MetaMask wallet to Rally, but I can't move the NFTs that I have there, right? So the NFTs are not going across just the cryptocurrency that we can use to purchase them. So what we're doing here for our, for our uh, project is I'm actually minting our 365 passes on Rally because Rally has their own NFT marketplace like an OpenSea. But what is beautiful about that is for me as a creator is that I can actually move them and send them to you without any gas fees or transaction fees. So this is like a kind of a nice advantage. The other thing about it is when you sell your NFTs on the Rally marketplace, you are not going to get charged a, a, trans a transaction fee either. 
So this is kind of like, like a nice little advantage of some of the side chain um, uh, uh, NFT marketplaces. And so really for what all intents and purposes, what the matrix used, right? They were using the Palm side chain to purchase NFTs. We're doing the same thing, but we're using the rally side chain and the rally marketplace to buy these NFTs. And so to connect this from a cryptocurrency perspective or even the creator coin perspective, Rally is the is the coin that you can actually buy on Coinbase and it is it is bonded to what we for our price on the um, sidechain side with ADHD coin. So anytime you are moving anything in and out of Rally, you are not moving it in ADHD coin, you are moving it in Rally. Let me say that again, right? Because remember, we we can't we're not moving coins or NFTs between exchanges or wallets, right? We th that we're, are from a exchange to a wallet. We're actually moving crypto, right? I'm not sending my NFTs to Coinbase. I'm sending my NFTs between you know wallets themselves. So let's say let's say you have ADHD coin and you want to um, move it over uh, to Coinbase because maybe you want to buy an NFT with ETH. You can do so by, by taking, converting your ADHD coins into Rally and then bridging out your Rally over to, your, your, to a wallet ID. So you're going to send it to a, a wallet ID or an exchange ID. So you can send it to Coinbase, you can send it to MetaMask, whichever um, you prefer in that sense. Now, on the Rally network, of course, you're going to have to go through, you have to set up your um, bridge out, which is going to uh, make, you have to go through the KYC process, which is know your customer, um, which is uh, which just requires you to confirm your information. You are who you say you are. And so they can, so that all of those things are confirmed. It doesn't take that uh, long. It's not that painful a process. But the thing that is important here is like with our NFT drop, we have two levels, right? One of them we are selling for 365 US dollars. One of the other one we are selling for 5,000 US dollars, right? The $365 NFT will be only available on the rally marketplace. So if you want to purchase that NFT, you can purchase it with your card or you can use your ADHD coins that are already in your portfolio for many of you and use them to purchase. You can, you can buy it with what is equivalent to 365 US dollars. And so that NFT, of course, will be the, the NFT that's going to be living there. Now, the 22 founders NFTs, I'm actually giving you the option. I, I wanted to get, you know, I understand that the $5,000 might be steep for some people in the scheme of things in the, when we talk ETH, it's about 1.1 ETH, which is, uh, we've made many of those type of tra transactions there. And I, I can promise you the benefits and the, the total, you know, um, value as a whole for what I will be providing for those that buy one of the, the 22 founders NFTs, uh, I can guarantee will far exceed that um, amount. Um, but this is not financial advice. Everybody can make their own decisions. But what I'm doing with this NFT is that I will actually allowing you, if you would want, if you want to purchase with your card or your ADHD coin, I'm allowing you to purchase a placeholder on Rally, and then I will airdrop you the OpenSea um, ETH uh, NFT that will be over there be available for you to have. Or if you want to use your cryptocurrency or your your ETH that is uh, publicly available on your uh, in your you know, crypto wallets, I'm going to have the ability for you to buy it on OpenSea as well, right? So I'm I'm playing playing on on both sides here of the of the chain and the reason I'm doing that is I'm actually uh, I'm using a, a hold um, I'm using a hold NFT kind of on both sides. So now the question becomes, all right, Brian, we started to understand a little bit of the sidechain, mainchain, but you might have heard things like whitelists or a mint pass 
or um, you know, like, there's some there's some like nuances there. Now, a mint pass is what you are buying is it's you're paying to be on the wait list. What you're really doing is you're paying a fee to guarantee that you have a spot to buy the NFT. Now, this is where a lot of people make the mistake is they'll see like, oh, the NFT is going for sale next week for 0.06 ETH and they're selling a mint pass for 0.09 ETH. Well, wow, for 0.09, I'll just go buy that mint pass. Well, most of the time, the mint pass does not come with the actual NFT that you're the purchase. So you pay 0.09 to hold your spot and then when you're, it's time to mint, you are going to still pay the 0.06 that everyone else is paying. You're just using that mint pass to give you that guarantee so you don't have to wait in line or so you don't have to be you know, kind of rushing to the buttons. Now, with all of that kind of being said, <clears throat> the way that I really try to like wrap my head around where things are and, and how I kind of manage all of this is that I really like to think of things as you know when we're moving cryptocurrency around or where the crypto kind of plays in is that you know the the price of crypto also will change which of course is going to impact the um the amount of uh, that something's going to be right like i mentioned like for our founders nft being five thousand dollars i can't tell you exactly what that's going to be on eth when we mint them when they're available on OpenSea, because the price of eth will change right like i i mean right now while we're recording this um, I mean, I can guarantee from when I started recording this to where we are now, um, I can guarantee you the, the price of ETH has changed. So like right now, currently, um, while I'm recording this, uh, which is you know always funny to go, kind of go back and listen to some of the old episodes and you're like, oh, ETH was how much? Um, <laughs> but, you know, right now while we're recording this, ETH is for one ETH, it's $4,223. So that actually price has gone down about 4% in the last 24 hours. So that's an important factor here because yes, your NFT, like once you purchase it, it is no longer what we would consider in crypto, but because the value is still tied to the blockchain and the, the crypto that is associated with that blockchain, it will fluctuate and, and go in different ways and prices. For example, one of the first NFTs that I purchased that I remember feeling like oh, this is the biggest purchase I'm going to make, when I made the purchase, it was 0.9 Ethereum, right? 0.9 ETH. And I remember being like, man, this is a ton of money, 0.9 ETH. And at the time, it was right around $2,100. If I was buying an NFT today for 0.9 ETH, it would be about $4,000. Do you see what I mean there? So that is an important aspect. So yes, you don't have to be a crypto expert to be understanding the NFT space. But you do have to understand the impact and the fluctuation of how the crypto market works with also how it works with the NFTs. Now that can go both directions, right? You could post your NFT and say, you know what, I just want to sell this. You, know, you click the button, it says 0.1 ETH is $1,000. You're like, you know what, I want to sell this for $1,000. Well, you, you, you go to post that and a week later you still have it for sale and ETH has gone up 15%. Well now, that instead of it being at sale for $1,000, it's, a, it's for sale for $1,400 and now it's kind of changed. And so that's the reason I kind of want to wrap my head. I want to kind of share that kind of like this kind of take. Now, what I'm going to ask for everyone that's listening to this episode, if you have questions about crypto moving things back and forth in regards to NFTs, 
please jump into our Discord. Please DM me on the social channels. Please go over to our Facebook group, which is, uh, you know, just search NFT365 over on Facebook and ask your question because I'm going to answer more of these type of questions in some future episodes, especially next week, because I believe this is actually one of the hurdles. I've seen a lot of people say, I don't understand. Do I need a wallet? Do I not need a wallet? Like, how does that work? Now, I will tell you, the last thing is, if you are just doing ADHD coin with us here on, on Rally, you don't need a wallet and ultimately you don't need a, an exchange with Coinbase until you're taking things out. And so what you could actually do is you can go to rally.io or ADHDcoin.com and just create a free Rally account. What that gives you is it gives you a portfolio or it's really a local wallet on that side chain that is in Rally. And so that is where you will store your coin. When you get your rewards on Saturday evening or Sunday morning, it'll show up in your portfolio in Rally. And then you can just hit convert and you can convert your Rally into ADHD coin so that you can, of course, um, increase your percentage of rewards you'll get for the upcoming one. Or maybe you want to buy uh, one of our NFTs and you can go over there, get your ADHD when you have you know whatever the exchange will be around 75 ADHD coins. You can go in and purchase your um, Rally NFT over there um, on the side chain. So I hope this helped. I am really excited. Actually, Rally just launched an updated version of their marketplace. And it's the same time that I just got confirmation that both of our NFTs are going to be are, are, are approved and will be live when we, uh, when we need them to be live. Uh, I will tell you both the Founders Passes as well as the Mint 365 Passes um, will be available for public uh, NFT uh, purchasing on 12-12, so December 12th, uh, 2021. Um, and you will get the, you can purchase the NFT and it'll have a holder graphic there because we are going to reveal the 3D art that we have been working on um, on December 22nd. So on December 22nd, you will actually, everyone that had bought an NFT will be able to log back in to uh, their NFT account um, and see the update. They're going to get a, a new version with the 3D rendering that we've been working on. Uh, and if you're using a Founders Edition, there's going to be different, all kinds of different uh, things that you're going to be excited for that real reveal. But I can tell you, uh, Kevin, Kevin is, uh, Sturmer is the one that is uh, our artist behind uh, what we're working on, and it is pretty cool. I, w I will even say, I've, I've sent the, the, the holder 3D uh, animation uh, to some friends, and they thought that was the NFT, um, and they were super excited about it. And I will tell you, though, that's just the holder um, video that you see kind of playing there uh, when you purchase the NFTs. But hopefully this helped you guys. Um, like I said, it's a learning curve. Uh, funny enough, you know, TikTok is actually a place I learned, I've learned a lot on, on crypto and language and, and how these things are all you know, kind of moving forwards and backwards. And if you're looking for a place to really better like get education on crypto, I'm going to send you to Coinbase. Now, if you don't have a Coinbase account, I do have kind of an affiliate code that I believe you get $10 and I get $10. Um, I'll put it in the show notes for this uh, episode uh, and love for you guys to use that. I, I, I'm being transparent. I get $10, you get $10. Who, who wouldn't want $10? But what is nice over on Coinbase, like click on my link, create your Coinbase account, and then go into their education space. And you can actually go through their education and they'll give you free crypto. So you can, I think like one of them you get, um, I mean, I can pull it up right now, actually. It says learn and earn. And right now I can earn $13 in crypto by simply going through these different uh, learning, uh, you know, these different learning objectives. So I can learn about AMP, which is one of the cryptocurrencies. And if I spend one minute with this one 
tutorial, I get $1 of AMP coin. And then I can go to the second one. And so Coinbase, I think, has done a really great job with some of their educational content. And I also love that they give you free crypto for going to check it out. But if you're going to do that, check on, click, on, click on that link for me. Uh, we'll both get $10 and we'll move forward from here. So until uh, next time, my friends, uh, make it a great day. And as I said, uh, make sure, you know, send me some questions you might have on this, like moving things around. I'm happy to answer them on future episodes or just reply uh, to your messages. And if you're interested, uh, make sure you guys check out our, our two NFT, uh, two NFT drops that are happening this weekend. We have the super fans pass, which will be 365 of them available or the founders pass, which will be 22 of them available. Cheers, my friends. The show is not